The B.C. government made a decision to charge the 7% provincial sales tax on sugary soda drinks. Several groups have said that this is a great move to help improve the lives of British Columbians. I personally have a few reservations that a 7% tax increase on drinks is going to have much of an impact on consumption, but I have been proven wrong before, and perhaps that will be the case again here. I'm joined now by the Heart and Stroke Foundation's Director of Government and Health Relations for BC and Yukon, Jeff Summers. Jeff, thank you so much for taking the time here to come on and speak to me today. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, nice to be here. So, I mean, this was a move, the BC government adding an additional 7% to sugary drinks. It was a move that was well-received by the Heart and Stroke Foundation. I mean, uh, just to kind of kick things off here, if I could just kind of get a, a general sense of why this was something that the Heart and Stroke Foundation feels is such a positive step forward. Well, we know that uh, sugar contributes to or, or overconsumption of sugar, uh, which is very widespread in Canadian diets. Um, is a major contributor to a whole range of uh, chronic disease and health issues, ranging from type 2 diabetes to uh, obesity, um, certainly heart disease and stroke, uh, hypertension, and even to a range of cancers. Um, so sugar consumption has been steadily increasing over the past decades. Um, and we know that, first of all, we know that um, sugars comprise about 20% of the calories that people get from prepackaged foods and beverages in Canada, and that uh, sugary drinks are the single largest contributor of sugar in the diet of people in Canada. So anything that is, is potentially discouraged the consumption or the overconsumption of sugar is a good thing from our perspective. Now, when talking about, I guess, drinks specifically, and, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, a large percentage of our sugar consumption comes from sugary drinks. Do you think that's something that a lot of people are even aware of? Um, well, you know, that's a good question. A lot of people drink a lot of pop. And, and just by the way, this particular measure in BC is, does not cover all sugary drinks. It just is focused on um, soda or soft drinks right. primarily, which is what we think of as pop. But the minister did make a point uh, in response to a question from the media on budget day that this was a, she saw this as a first step. But yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how aware people are. We've been doing a lot of work trying to promote awareness of sugar. And we know, in fact, that um, consumption of pop per se has actually is actually on the decline and people are switching to other drinks but those drinks are also sugary drinks as well a lot of them so uh even though people are switching away from pop um uh, uh, the industry is coming up with a whole range of other substitutes right i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who maybe you know drank a lot of pepsi or, or coke or whatever the case may be and then have switched to some form of juice probably thinking that they are much better off but you're saying there's still a, a lot of sugar in those other alternatives and it's not necessarily uh, a significant health benefit i guess to switch from from a, a soda pop to a juice or, or something along those lines yeah well and even uh, even with fruit juice um a lot of fruit juices those are free sugars so even though they may not be added sugars necessarily although there is a lot of fruit juice with added sugar there are also uh, the, uh, the the act of making juice rather than um eating the actual pulp of the uh, fruit um, uh, changes the nature of sugar and how it's metabolized in, in, in your system. Hmm. 
Interesting. Um, one one thing I did take away from the release that you had put out here earlier in the week from uh, the Heart and Stroke Foundation was just talking about the, the 7% increase in tax and just how a tax increase on these types of products can have an impact on consumption. Like I was saying off the top, I, I have a hard time believing that a simple 7% tax increase is going to have a significant impact on what is consumed by the general public. But um, from, from the information that I'm seeing in your release is that, you know, there has been cases where just a simple, you know, not not a significant tax increase, but uh, even a small one does have an impact on the amount of product that people are consuming. And in this case, we're talking soda. So you, you do believe, and there are examples, that a small tax increase will have an impact on consumption. Well, I think the nearest example is, or maybe the, the clearest example, is in Mexico, where they imposed one peso, a uh, tax of one peso per ounce um, on sugary drinks. So, so that was about uh, around a 10% tax. And they got up to a 12% decrease in in um, consumption of pop among the general population, and among low-income households, who were the biggest consumers um, of pop uh, uh, population-wide, uh, there was a 17% decrease. So we know that taxes can be effective. Um, 7%. I mean, we'll just have to watch and see what happens in 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 in, in BC. Certainly, we know uh, the government pointed out that they were focusing primarily on uh, adolescents, on, on the 14 to 18-year-old age group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that with young people, daily consumption of, of regular soft drinks goes from 68 grams a day uh, in the 4 to 8-year-old age group and up to 376 grams a day in the 14 to 18-year-old age group among boys. And among girls, it goes from 47 to 179 grams so, uh, you know, among boys, that's like uh, almost a 600% increase when they hit teenage years. And with girls, it's uh, it's about a 400% increase. So if it even puts a dent in that um, increase in consumption, that's a good thing. Yeah, that is a significant uh, increase in, in consumption. Um, I guess, how does that change going into adulthood? I mean, you mentioned going from adolescence into your teen years and the significant increase we see, but I understand there is a bit of a reduction as we get a little bit older and get into adulthood. Can you talk about that at all and just, uh, you know, how maybe once we hit our 20s, we're a little more responsible in, in what we consume? Well, yeah, it, well, it, that's an interesting thing because consumption of pop does go down or, or of sugary drinks does go down as people enter adulthood. Um, but... You know, it, considering that when you're when you're a teenager, uh, your body's in form in informative stages. Overconsumption of sugar at that point can have uh, run-on effects um, into adulthood. So it's important to really uh, try and cut down that the amount of sugar that is consumed by uh, by by teenagers. Um, and you know, certainly people do decrease the amount of pop and uh, other uh, other sugary drinks. Um, but there's still a staggering amount of sugary drinks out there. Um, if the total volume of sugary drinks available to a person per year is 162 liters every year. So that's, that's a potential. So there's that much pop sloshing around the country. Or not, uh, not just pop, sugary drinks, mm-hmm. which works out to potential consumption of, of sugary drinks is 444 milliliters per person per day. Like that's that's really staggering. I yeah. mean, nobody could probably consume that much, but you know, it's like we're in an ocean of of, of sugary sugary drinks. It's basically liquid candy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it sounds delicious, but maybe isn't great for your health. Well, Jeff, I think that's pretty much all I have for questions for you right now. Anything else that you want to add before I let you go? Just to note that the history um, of the tax exemption was, was because sugary drinks were considered food. Um, which are not subject to provincial sales tax. But, you know, when you really think about it, since this is liquid candy, it's not really a, it's not really a justifiable exemption. Yeah, I think that's good to point out as well. So thank you so much, Jeff, for your time. I really appreciate you coming on and talking to this issue. And, uh, yeah, definitely some, some good information there. So thank you so much. Thanks, Jeff. Awesome. That was Jeff Summers, the uh, Director of Government and Health Relations for BC and UConn at the Heart and Stroke Foundation.